الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وسارعوا الى مغفره من ربكم وجنه عرضها السماوات والارض اعدت للمتقين الذين ينفقون في السراء والضراء والكاظمين الغيظ والعافين عن الناس والله يحب المحسنين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من كظم غيظا وهو قادر على انفاذه ملا الله قلبه امنا وايمانا او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصفت العلماء الكرام حدثنا الدرس we are not far away from the mubarak month of ramadan that was with us and has now passed during the mubarak month of ramadan and before it already what we were constantly being reminded about was the lesson of taqwa the consciousness of allah taala the entire objective of fasting in the month of ramadan allah taala himself described it as the purpose of it is la'allakum tattaqun that you may acquire this taqwa so the whole month of ramadan went along and we continued to listen to the message of taqwa so that message that we heard was not for the month of ramadan itself but the month of ramadan was something to give us that boost for the rest of the year for the rest of our lives and that message is meant to be carried along so alhamdulillah that message of taqwa we would have imbibed the whole quran sharif is filled with this lesson of taqwa right from the very beginning of the quran sharif is this message of taqwa we allah taala say zalikal kitabu la rayb fi hudal lil muttaqin so this quran sharif which has been revealed it is hudal lil muttaqin it is guidance for the muttaqin one meaning of this is that the person who wants to reach the destination of taqwa and become a muttaqi that this is the course material if he acts on the quran sharif he'll become muttaqi and the other is that those who are muttaqi who have this taqwa in their lives they are the ones who will truly benefit from the message of the quran sharif otherwise many a person would read the quran sharif would recite the quran sharif and would then try to distort the meaning of the quran sharif to suit his own whims and fancies he will also recite the quran sharif but he will take things out of context take things which neither the sahaba understood nor the mufassirin understood the aima mujtahidin didn't understand nobody through all the eras of islam understood but in this belated 20th century 14 centuries later after rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam only this person will understand that this was what is meant against all the narrations that are in the books of hadith and in the books of tafsir so that person is also reciting quran sharif but as the quran sharif itself declares yahdi bihi kathira yudillu bihi kathira wa yahdi bihi kathira 
that many will receive guidance via this Quran Sharif, many will go astray by means of the distortion that they themselves will bring in the Quran Sharif. But the Quran Sharif won't get distorted, it's their meaning and mind. So in any case, the true benefit would come to the person who has this taqwa in his heart. That he will recite each ayat of the Quran Sharif and it will open another doorway for him to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So the person who wants to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, he would be very, very desirous to know that this taqwa that the month of Ramadan came to teach us. And these muttaqeen who are the people that are so close to Allah Ta'ala. How does a person truly become this muttaqi? What are the qualities that he should have in him? What are the things that make him the special person in the court of Allah Ta'ala? So there are many, many things mentioned in the Quran Sharif. Many aspects mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The aspect of taqwa actually encompasses the whole of deen. Because the sum total of taqwa is that a person refrains from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. A person who refrains from the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, he is a muttaqi. So a person who is not fulfilling the commands of Allah Ta'ala in terms of the obligations of deen, his salah is not being discharged correctly, the taqwa can't be there, a person is not fulfilling his zakat, or not fasting in the month of Ramadan, obviously then taqwa is not in a way it should be. Or likewise a person, while he may be fulfilling the obligations of deen, but he is shirking in refraining from sins. He is involving himself in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Then too taqwa is not there. So the full benefit will come to the person who has taqwa. But there are certain highlights in the lives of the muttaqeen. There are things which make them very special. And in this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah highlights some of these special attributes of the muttaqeen. So this highlighting of these attributes is not just to praise somebody for the sake of that these are very great things, but it is a means of giving us that direction. That you want to become close to Allah Ta'ala, that this is the prescription. That acquire these qualities and inshallah you will also get there. So this is a lesson that the Quran Sharif gives us. The Quran Sharif is something to be recited every day. And repeatedly we would be getting this message. So this is a message to revise almost every day. So in this ayat Allah Ta'ala says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ Allah Ta'ala is giving us this encouragement. وَسَارِعُوا That rush towards the maghfirat of Allah Ta'ala. In dunya we are all rushing somewhere or the other. Walk out of the, any place out onto the street every morning and you'll see everybody in a rush. In the evening, everybody is still in a rush. And during the course of the day, also people are always in a rush. And from morning to evening, we are rushing in something or the other. But by and large, our rush is all around the material things of dunya. To earn a halal rizq, that is also a responsibility of every person, every mu'min, to earn for his family, to care for his wife and children, to support them. That is his responsibility. But generally our 24 hours has come around, revolving around, rushing towards dunya. When a person is sitting in one place also, his mind is in the same rush. Allah Ta'ala is saying that that what you have to do, you will do. In terms of earning a halal living, in terms of seeing to your responsibilities towards your family, within the limits 
that Allah Ta'ala has set within the limits of deen, shariat and sunnat, you will do that. But your rush should be towards akhirat. Your enthusiasm should, that should be over everything else should be towards gaining the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala and gaining the great bounties of Allah Ta'ala that take one towards akhirat, towards jannat. So what is it that will take this person towards the close, towards the maghfirat and the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala and earn him this jannat and paradise? That is what Allah Ta'ala is saying to us. That look, this is what's coming. This is where you should be rushing. Because the person who has gained Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness, then his dunya and akhirat is made. If Allah Ta'ala has forgiven him, then he is under the shadow of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Then he is under the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Such a person will experience that sukoon and that peace in dunya with or without the material things of dunya. If he has that sukoon and comfort in his heart, that tranquility in his heart which is the real place of comfort, then even the external material things will be of benefit to him. He will enjoy that as well. Because there's comfort in his heart. There's peace and tranquility in his heart. So then the food he eats also will have taste. Then the comfortable bed he sleeps also will be good for him. He'll get sleep on it. Then wherever he is, inshallah, he'll still enjoy sukoon. But if his heart is in turmoil, if the peace of Allah Ta'ala is not settled in his heart, if that heart is deprived of that tranquility and sukoon because of sins, because of whatever other issues, then he will be in the lap of luxury and he'll be still in turmoil. Then in the lap of luxury, Allah forbid, he might be contemplating suicide. And many a person, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, has co- have committed suicide in the lap of luxury. They had more money than what they could ever use in their lifetime. And they had every material comfort that a person could imagine. And they still ended their lives with suicide, with this grievous sin. So this is something that gives us a very big message. That the comfort is not in reality in the things. If there's comfort in the heart, then the things also will become a source of benefit. And a source of happiness and joy, it will enhance a person's comfort. But if the heart is in turmoil, then all these things will mean nothing. So this is the real thing, to gain the maghfirat of Allah wa ta'ala. When that has come, then the heart will be at peace. There will be tranquility in the heart, despite the challenges of dunya. Allah Ta'ala is saying, rush towards this. So in dunya already this will come. And in the akhirat, this rahmat of Allah Ta'ala will manifest itself in various ways. And this will then come in the form of jannat. So this jannat is for who? So Allah Ta'ala says, this jannat is u'iddat lil muttaqeen. This jannat, the expanse of which, the breadth of which is the expanse between the heavens and the earth, what is the length of it is beyond it. This is just merely to make us understand that this is, its vastness is beyond our imagination. And it has been prepared for the muttaqeen. Who are these muttaqeen? What is their quality? What do they possess in their lives? So as already described, the muttaqi is somebody who will have salah in his life without doubt. There will be five times salah in his life. Because four times salah doesn't make a person muttaqi. Four times salah keeps a person in the category of a very, very major sinner. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. 
because he's omitting one major fard of Allah Ta'ala. That a person who Allah Ta'ala has given him this life, Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with all the bounties and ni'mads, every second he is breathing the free air and oxygen of Allah wa Ta'ala, one minute, two minutes without being able to breathe, then he'll be like a fish out of water, his life will go. So with all these ni'mads and bounties, every moment, this person won't start his day without first bowing his head on the ground and putting it in sajda in front of Allah Ta'ala. He'll start off his day with his fajr salah. It won't be possible for him that he'll wake up to eat the ni'mads and bounties of Allah Ta'ala without having first performed salah for Allah Ta'ala. With what heart will he eat the food Allah Ta'ala has provided with first not having fulfilled the obligation of salah that Allah Ta'ala has put upon him. It is like a person totally disobeying his father, just for the sake of an example, but he insists on that father that you must still give me money. That son is not prepared to take any instruction from that father. He is totally disobeying him. He's completely going against whatever the father's wishes are. The father is saying him do this, he does the opposite. Don't do that, he does it. He does everything to disobey the father, but he still insists you must give me money end of the month. The father will say you go do something else. Allah Ta'ala is beyond any description. Allah Ta'ala is beyond any comparison. But this is the way that in which we can understand that with what heart do we then take benefit from the bounties of Allah Ta'ala when we haven't started off our day by putting our head down in sajda and fajr salah and thanking Allah Ta'ala for that life He gave us, for these bounties that He's blessed us with, for everything that He has given us. And this is after all His obligation. So in any case, this mu'min will have salah, this muttaqi will have salah in his life. He would have discharged his zakat if it's due upon him. He would have fasted in the month of Ramadan. If hajj is compulsory upon him, he would have already performed it. Or he is on his way to perform hajj. And similarly, all the obligations of deen. He will be somebody that is refraining from whatever Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. All this goes into the life of a muttaqi. Without this, that taqwa is very, very, very deficient. So this is obviously taqwa is all encompassing, the whole of deen is in taqwa. But then among these highlights of this muttaqi, there are certain things which this person is distinguished in. And these are very remarkable things in his life, very prominent qualities in his life. What are they? So among those very prominent qualities, in this ayat Allah Ta'ala mentions certain aspects. One of them, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ That these muttaqeen are those who spend in ease and in adversity. When things are easy, then too they spend according to what they can. If something has become difficult, times have changed, things have become somewhat tight, that too doesn't stop them from spending according to their capacity. At one time, the person could spend a thousand rands every day. He spent a thousand rands every day in the cause of Allah Ta'ala. A time came when he could spend one rand a day, he spent one rand a day. He couldn't manage more than that, but he didn't stop spending. Whatever was in his capacity, because this is his close, his means of getting even closer to Allah Ta'ala, his means of ascending in the ranks of taqwa. Allah Ta'ala is spectating this as an attribute of the muttaqeen. And the muttaqeen, these are the special friends of Allah Ta'ala. In awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. That the friends of Allah Ta'ala are only those who are muttaqeen. Some prime minister, president, forget president, prime minister, the mayor, forget the mayor, one counselor. One counselor, forget the counselor, the counselor's secretary. 
And sometimes forget the council is secretary, maybe the secretary secretary. If he just said, don't worry, I got a good friendship with you, we feel I'm done now. I got any job, anything, I got a contact in place. Then a person tries the contact, he says not available. And then he tries the contact on top of that, says not available also. All the contacts that leave a voice message. He leaves a voice message, he gets no answer back. So this is the reality of the contacts of dunya. But we just hear that somebody has some friendship with us, who is in some kind of position, we feel we are now sorted out. Whereas that person is sometimes more in need than us. Allah Ta'ala is saying in awliya'uhu illa al-muttaqoon. So to say, so to speak, Allah Ta'ala is extending his hand of friendship. That you want to become my friend, adopt taqwa. Become a muttaqi. So, among the very prominent things, now this person wants to keep ascending in the ranks of taqwa and keep getting closer in the friendship with Allah Ta'ala. So this will be something he will keep doing. That alladheena yunfiquuna fissarra waddarra. Those who spend in ease and in adversity, in all the avenues that bring them closer to Allah Ta'ala. Whether they're spending in the cause of the feeding somebody that doesn't have food to eat, helping somebody doesn't have a shelter over their heads, clothing somebody without clothing, somebody in some dire situation, trying to make life easy for somebody, whether it is spending in the disseminating of the knowledge of deen, constructing some masjid, constructing some other place that people will benefit out of, building some well somewhere, or whichever avenue of deen, spending in the path of Allah wa ta'ala, all these avenues of deen that take a person towards Allah Ta'ala, he will be ready to spend whatever he can within his capacity. This is the first attribute mentioned. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي Then Allah Ta'ala says, وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Now, we are talking about some highlights. Such a great aspect of taqwa, such a great position of the muttaqeen, these are the people who are the special friends of Allah Ta'ala, and such great virtues for such people and these are the highlights in these people can we imagine that in this ayat three things are mentioned among these three things the second thing that is mentioned which is a major highlight and this is something which generally if somebody for example has spent the day reciting Quran Sharif mashallah has done a tremendously great ibadat the whole day he spent he made one khatam of the Quran Sharif he also feels that I did something mashallah which was a very great ibadat and alhamdulillah it is Others see it also, they also are very impressed, mashallah. They came to know about it. Person made one khatam the whole day. And they are those servants of Allah, who do it, alhamdulillah. And we can't make one khatam the whole day. In every one day, we can definitely recite quarter para a day. There should be no day of a mu'min that has passed by without reciting Quran Sharif. We read so many words. Hundreds of words, thousands of words a day. If we count all the words we're reading in social media and in the newspapers, in magazines, in business documents, in whatever, thousands of words a day. But we, sometimes the whole day has passed, we haven't read ten words from the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. Ten words of the Qur'an Sharif we haven't recited. What, a, what an injustice to the kalam of Allah Ta'ala. So a mu'min, no day of his should go past without having recited some Qur'an Sharif. If he can't decide one khatam, one para, he can decide quarter para. He can decide two pages daily. The two pages of the Qur'an Sharif will take him five minutes, three minutes. But that must not happen that he hasn't decided any Qur'an Sharif for the day. So in any case, if that person decided Qur'an Sharif, he too feels I've done something very, mashallah, Allah Ta'ala's tawfiq, his blessing. The person who didn't read but heard about it, he feels also this person did something. But if a person restrained his anger, there was something that provoked him, and it was an occasion where he could have vented it. 
it was somebody, not, he was somebody, his subordinate, somebody who was his employee, it was at home, his wife did something that provoked him, maybe his children, maybe something else. And he was in that position of authority that he could have said anything, done anything. But for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he restrained that anger. Very often and most of the time, that person to feel that did nothing in terms of deen. He says, well, at the most I was maybe kind to the person, I didn't say anything. But in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala is saying, this is among the special traits of those who are to become my friends. Those who want to become close to me, wal-kazimin al-ghayz. That these muttaqeen, they restrain their anger. They restrain their anger not because out of desperation or out of lack of choices. That if I vent my anger here, I'll lose my job, so I'd rather keep quiet. Oh, if I vent my anger here, this employee is working for 25 years, such a responsible position. If he leaves tomorrow, I'm in a big situation. I'd rather just keep quiet, let him stay. So now that is out of lack of choice. Or now if I just vent my anger now, things are already at such a point, this wife of mine might pack her bags and go away, so now out of lack of choice I just keep quiet. That's not the, what is being referred to here. Despite all the choices, and the authority, and the power, and everything, but he says, Allah Ta'ala has said in the Quran Sharif, Al-Kazimin Al-Ghayz, that Allah Ta'ala has praised those who restrain their anger. And these are among the salient qualities of the muttaqeen. And those who come close to Allah Ta'ala in his close friendship. Now he wants to become the true friend of Allah Ta'ala. So together with all the aspects of taqwa, he will practice and live on the aspect of Al-Kazimin Al-Ghayz. That those who restrain their anger. Restrain it for who? For Allah Ta'ala alone. Not for the dunya. Not for makhluk. Not for the any other purpose. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. So that is a very testing moment. That a person now, this emotion is that emotion is part of human nature. Anger is part of human emotion. So Allah Ta'ala didn't say that they don't ever feel anger. Restraining anger will come only after feeling anger. If a person, mashallah, somebody is very, very happy, kind with him, and they treated him very well, and they made him very comfortable, and they didn't do anything to upset him, and then he says, I restrained my anger. What anger you felt? What you restrained? There was no anger to restrain. But the person was provoked. Somebody said something that upset him. Somebody did something that made him feel very, very hurt. And he could have done many things, said many things. But he restrained himself for Allah Ta'ala alone. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْزِ Nabi Islam says in the Hadith Sharif that Man Kazama the person who restrains his anger in a situation where in a situation where he could give vent to it, he had the power, the authority, whatever else. But for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure he restrained himself. Mala Allahu Kalbahu Amnan wa Imana. Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart with peace and with iman. The strength of Iman, the sweetness of Iman will permeate his heart. And the peace that he will enjoy for that moment, that anger restraining it was a bitter gulp. But that bitter gulp will bring a very sweet end result. He will taste the sweetness of Iman within himself. He will taste the peace within himself. And that serenity and tranquility that will come, that moment was a testing moment because it's dunya. Dunya is a place of test. But he passed the test. When he passes the test, after the person crossed the waves, then he comes to the shore. The shore doesn't come in the middle of the ocean. But now he passed the test. So now he'll enjoy the peace of the shore. Allah Ta'ala will bless him with that tranquility in his heart, which having vented that anger won't bring it. Many a times the person says, I want to get it off my chest. So now I have to say what, whatever I needed to say. 
and really say it like I wanted to say it. So that I got it off my chest. As if that is going to now make me feel at ease. Very often the opposite happens then. Because that just opens another door of conflict. And that just opens further misery. And that opens a reaction. And that reaction now brings a further reaction. And one thing became ten things. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Mala Allah, Nabi Islam is saying, Mala Allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana. Allah will fill his heart with peace and with iman. So this is the second aspect that Nabi Allah Ta'ala mentions in the Quran Sharif about these muttaqeen, wal-kaazimeen al-ghayz. But these muttaqeen and friends of Allah Ta'ala don't stop there. They go beyond. Wal-aafina anin nas. They forgive. It's not that they just bottled it in. Because if you keep bottling it in, it will explode somewhere. You keep putting, trying to push gas into some bottle, that gas is going to fill into a while. After a while, how long is it going to keep filling in? It will explode. So they don't bottle it. They invest it. They invest it in akhirat by saying, I forgave for Allah Ta'ala. Now when they've cleared their hearts, they've emptied their hearts out, it doesn't become, when it's bottled up, it'll become malice. Now he'll be wishing ill for the person. Hoping something happens to him. I hope he trips and falls. I hope he comes out on the road, somebody mugs him, Nauzubillah. What heart we supposed to have to wish well for a mu'min, he'll start wishing ill for every person. So he doesn't do that. He doesn't bottle it in. He starts clearing his heart out. Forgives for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ And this muttaqi doesn't even stop there. He goes one step beyond. But Allah Ta'ala says, وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ he wants to become the very special beloved of Allah Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala says, you want to become my beloved? Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah Ta'ala loves those who then make ihsan. Who then return somebody's ill treatment with good treatment. Somebody's, they laid thorns in their path, in his path, he showers flowers on them. He does good in return of evil. This is the person Allah Ta'ala loves. Wallahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah Ta'ala loves those who then show kindness on top of that. After forgiving, they even are showing kindness. This is such a universal message which applies to us at every step in life. It's a message which we should be reminding ourselves every day in life. And this is a message if we take to heart, it will enable us to cross this passage of life with ease. It will make life very easy and light to love. Because challenges are with every insan. He'll get provoked every day. And if he keeps acting on that provocation, his life will become a misery. His life in dunya will become easy and peaceful. And this will gain him the passage states very safely to the shore of Akhirat. And to the bounties of Jannat. وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضِ Jannat which Allah Ta'ala promised. This is a message we need to remind ourselves daily about. Daily we should be revi- revising this message in our hearts. We should be placing that Hadith Sharif of Rasulullah Wasallam which Nabi Sallallahu one person came to ask him for advice, and he's asking for advice. The advice was in two words, La taghdab, don't get angry. The person asked for more advice, La taghdab, second time, same advice, don't get angry. Third time he asked for more advice, the same advice given to him again for the third time, La taghdab, don't become angry, meaning you'll, the anger will come, but control it, control it, become among those, Walkazimin al ghayz Practice on the message of that ayat of the Qur'an Sharif. You'll become the muttaqi and you'll become among the true servants of Allah Ta'ala, among his close friends. Obviously together with fulfilling all the things that taqwa requires. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq.
وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله